Hello and welcome to the 55th episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and with me as always, the Twitter to my celebrity, Brandon Gross. Oh, you're just trying to toot your own horn because you got... You, you tweeted an earnest little tweet, and it blew up. You're famous now. I'm famous now, and Brandon, it has all gone to my head. I will tell you what. I am, uh, I'm walking around. I refuse to make eye contact with people now, wearing shades inside. I just really am just covering all of my celebrity bases now. For, for people that don't follow us on Twitter or that are leaving Twitter because of Elon Musk, what happened? What did you... <laughs> What did yes. you tweet? What, what so a happened? little background. So this is I, I as has been talked about on the show before previously. You and I are comedians. Some of us are comedians. Some of us no longer do comedy, but tried to be tried to do comedy for a long <laughs> time. Um, and I, with regularity, tried to tweet shit post, as the kids call it, Brandon. Bad jokes for just years and years of my life in an effort to hopefully gather enough momentum that I could. Somehow turn that into like a writing job or even just a stand-up show. Anything that I could use the social media networks to give me some access to. Um, and then it was me at a at a uh, getting a celebratory drink with my girlfriend after her successful comedy show uh, and seeing a Christian Pache interaction with a kid and just you know s- screenshotted it. Was like, oh look at this, this is great, and it just blew up dude it blew up it got we're we're looking at twelve and a half thousand likes and i think the funny part is i'm sitting there in the kitchen with miranda after we get home we made some dinner we were just ready to go getting ready for bed um i'm like oh this is really great i wake up to a text from brandon being like what are you doing plug the podcast (laughs) (laughs) i know i texted you at like midnight and i was like i know he's asleep right now it's like you need to do the thing that people do when their tweet goes viral (laughs) i know especially when it was like our podcast is about baseball there's no reason for me not to i just slipped my brain it's first time you know the next time (laughs) that i go viral Next time yes. I go viral, I'll make sure to plug the podcast. You but, were starstruck about yourself, who's now famous. Listen, I know it's hard. Every time I look in the mirror, I gasp. Mm-hmm. I, wow. Uh, wow! I'm also get, I'm, I I never muted the tweet, and this is like I said, I'm very new to this. I've never had anybody give me more than like 25 likes on anything I've done, um, with the exception of the Jazz tweet, which will which I don't know if anybody remembers. Jazz retweeted me, also an interaction of a baseball player with like a, a young fan. So it kind of makes me think that maybe this is the is mm-hmm. this the avenue we need to start going down on social <laughs> er, media. Earnest tweets about, but also both of the tweets, if I remember correctly, they were both like such a good dude to root for like just yes. like a very blanket positive statement i know so, i think that that's, that's what the people the, want listen the people want positivity i'm here for that um but now it's like it's it's post viral so i just get like a notification every 30 minutes of like oh another person liked it i'm like all right this is now gone from exciting and fun to annoying and i know that i just like i crossed the line so mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing that happened to me this weekend brandon i'm not gonna lie that was it's that great was the, congratulations the and i think i think when you did uh promote the podcast underneath you know your reply to your yes. famous tweet i think it did get us some some more followers i think we got a few followers so we're gonna start tweeting earnest stuff we're gonna start just being you know giving people advice unwarranted advice we're gonna i start love that we're doing like the, dr drew mm-hmm. we're gonna <laughs> yeah. start doing the clap emoji and we're gonna yes. start being like don't look at me in the eyes when i'm crossing <laughs> the street you know we're gonna do that yeah. and people maybe i don't know if that's that's not positive think, or endearing but you know it's advice people it's good like it's it. good i think i'm also gonna just change fe- our segment feast or famine to just feast or feast to keep that positivity rolling mm-hmm. there's no famines on nl feast anymore no famine. This is only feasts i think there, it's there, possible there's a five-way first place tie in the nl east I'm all for that. We were in a. We're not going to spoil it, but we were in a a, a Twitter group chat with some potential future guests um, that may or may not be affiliated with our lovely sports drink network. Um, and we were talking about how great it would be if the Mets, Marlins, and uh, Braves all tied for first in the NL East division. So that's something that uh, that yeah. I think we can all root for, Brandon. I was not personally pro this. No, you were you were you you gave it the fire emoji react. I remember. No, no, I gave it a thumbs down emoji. You you gave the prayer hands and the hundred emoji. (laughs) That sounds like me because I'm positive now and I'm uplifting. You're positive. What's up with you? How was your weekend, man? Uh, It was fine. I was getting over. I was post viral. I don't think I had COVID, but I had a little a little cold action. Uh, You gave me your COVID via 
via the yeah. Google Meet. Uh, but no, I, <laughs> I, I was fine. I took a bunch of tests and I was negative. Um, I did. I felt better, and I went. My friend, who's getting married next week, and had a bachelor party. But he's a bit older than us. He's got. They've got like ten years on us. Him and his friends. Okay. Okay. So, uh, it, you know, they were drinking and stuff, but it was like very Pretty low tame. key, very tame. Um, I got a T-shirt with his face on it. Um, <laughs> That's fun. I like but I, that. I was the first one out. I was out by ten forty-five. I was done. You, you were know, done. You're. It wasn't it. a strip club sort of thing. There was one guy that was into NFTs, and everyone said, "Shut up, this That's guy." That's so funny. That's so funny. So it was a classic, a classic hodgepodge of uh, a lot of people vaping. Um, the classic <laughs> hodgepodge of uh, of a bachelor party. But yeah, I get to see these people in suits next week. That's so. a that's a that's an exciting thing. That that's a new stereotype in every bachelor party is the NFT guy. There's always going to be mm-hmm. one dude being like cryptocurrency and NFTs. Please talk to me for because there was a <laughs> I didn't I didn't mention this, but the bachelor party I went to a month ago there yeah. was an NFT guy. There was an NFT. Guy. Wasn't you. No, it was not me. No, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Though, you know, I do want one NFT, Brandon. I don't know if you saw this. Last year when the McRib got uh, reintroduced as it does every year, the McDonald's <laughs> put out five limited edition McRib NFTs. You and know I what's funny? So badly. When you said that, I knew what, when you're like, there is one I want. I knew it was that. And I don't know why. I, in my brain, I said McDonald's. I was like, I, I know that's what it is. I mean, there's like six things I talk about on this podcast and I repeat myself every that's week. So true. you knew it was McDonald's related. Um but yeah, that's awesome, dude. Are you looking forward to the wedding? Is it going to be a good time? It'll be in Santa Barbara. Yeah, it'll be fun. It's my uh, a guy from my improv team. Whoa. So it's a bunch of improv Wait, comedy do I know people. Uh, you may have met him before. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. Do you think, do you think uh, when they ask him if he will accept his wife, he goes, yes, and... Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah like you did it. <laughs> I did it. Put uh, me up at this bachelor party, dude. I would have killed. I could have I improvised my you wanna way You want to MC? I'll fly you out. Please, let me MC a stranger's wedding, yeah. Um, I think, I think the funniest thing was he told me, um, uh, Danny's a half Jewish guy and he told me, this isn't funny, but it was interesting to me as a Jewish person that he has relatives that are from Hawaii and they look Hmm. very Hawaiian and, but their first name is Hawaiian and their last name is like Feldman. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like Kyle Feldman, you know, or something that's like that. Very, that's I'm, an I'm just doxing cultural... his relative right now, but yeah, that's a uh, interesting um, cultural combination. I love it. It's great. Yeah, you know, very some, rare, very some corn rare. beef and hula, baby. Let's. Do I it. love that. I love that. Uh, how was um, your weekend? My weekend was good. Uh, girlfriend Miranda had a very great, successful comedy show. Honestly, one of the comedians was one of my favorite that that she's had so far. And he's an LA guy, so I'll, I'll shout him out to you. First name's Blake. I don't know his last name. He's like a redheaded guy with a beard that plays up the awkward shtick really well. I don't no, know. I don't think I know this man. Um, so that was Car- really good. Carrot Top. Carrot Top. Carrot Top. Yeah, it was this underground comedian, Carrot Top. Um, other than that, dude, yeah, really just chilled, hung out with the boys, watched some sports, went to a. I, I, there's this game that we got called Piccolo. You ever heard of Piccolo? Dragon Ball Z. No, not Dragon Ball Z. No, it's like this iPhone game that you play where it's it's just kind of wacky. And, and we normally play it if we're out or if we're just like looking for something to do at somebody's apartment or something. We're hanging out um, and it's an iPhone game and we downloaded it and we've always played the free version. But we finally talked ourselves into getting there's like a monthly subscription service. We're like, all right, we'll pay for one month if it sucks, whatever. We played the um, we played like the getting crazy ones and the caliente one, which is like this vaguely sexual one. And it was truly the most uncomfortable gaming experience I've had in my entire life. It went from being like, what would you rather have, wings or be able to see through walls to, like, touch everybody's boobs in 15 seconds? Like, it went, oh, from, no. it went from zero to 100 so fast. So Commit assault that. quickly. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was like, uh, okay, cancel that subscription. Not a good, not a good game That's to pay funny. for. Um, but, yeah, outside of that, there's a, I think COVID is slowly making its way through our friend groups. So I think this is going to be a very chill week, and Miranda and I start the moving process uh, at the end of this week. So yeah, it's got pretty much that's going to be the my next two two full weeks. Exciting, not the COVID part. Everything else though, exciting <laughs> yeah. or the piccolo nah. part, nah, or, or the, or the mo- part, or the moving part. I mean, getting there is going to be yeah. I know. I, I am moving literally blocks away from my current apartment. Like it oh, is that's less than a, like less than a fifteen. So are you walk. getting a U-Haul or are you guys like walking? So, dude, get a load of this. I thought U-Hauls were going to be super expensive, but mm-hmm. for a six-hour U-Haul, 
This late in the game, it's like sixty bucks. So Miranda, oh, and I each wow. could throw thirty bucks and get a U-Haul because um, there is for like there's like bed frames and mattresses and desks mm-hmm. and stuff that we just can't carry the whole block. Um, so we will be getting a U-Haul, but uh, yeah, it was kind of astonished. And that comes with two dollies and stuff. Like it doesn't. It's not just a U-Haul. Nice. Um, but they did that thing that that happens when you rent cars, like before you go on vacations, where you have to go through six web web pages before you get to the final thing. We're like, are you sure you don't want somebody to pump your tires up for you? Are you yeah. sure you don't want seven movers to join you? What about insurance? <laughs> what about after you get the car back insurance? Like all this stuff. Um, but I was able to get it down to just 60 bucks, so we're doing good. But, Brandon, you know what else is good is NL East Baseball. We had a hell of a week in the division. We had the Phillies drop in two of three to the Brewers. The Mets continue to be hot, and the Braves drop two of three to the Marlins, Brandon. We're going to get to all of that and our regular segments right after this. Hey, sports nerds. Have you heard of ColorCast? Well, ColorCast is a live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download, and it's free to use. You can talk to me, you can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. That's right, athletes and insiders. Not just schmoes like me. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to all the breaking news. I got on there, I got some friends, I got some followers, and I got into arguments where I found out I was wrong. But you're going to be right when you get ColorCast. Download it today. It is free to use. Bring those spicy takes, baby. This episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Listen, tons of people take a multivitamin. It's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, which is a word I just learned today. Adaptogens. I could use some adaptogens in my life to help start your day right. Listen, it's a scoop. You just toss it in your protein shake, get back from the gym, you've been running treadmill, training for that marathon, getting jacked. Maybe it's cutting season. Maybe it's bulking season. Who cares? Throw a little athletic greens in your protein shake and you will be good to go. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets as well. So vegans, maybe double check. You never know with these things, but sounds like it's good for you. Good for those uh, pescatarian diets, maybe. I don't know why that's the first one that came to my brain, but the caveman diet. Maybe it's good for the paleo heads out there. I don't know. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. $3 a day. That's less than a cup of coffee. I spend more on bacon, egg and cheeses here in New York City than I'd spend on some athletic greens. And sound a little bit more healthy to me. Listen, it's time to reclaim your health Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's getting chilly here in the big city, so I could use some of that. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And we're back, Brandon. What lovely ad reads and enjoy them while they last because I believe next week, next week's episode, we will have some new ads for you to enjoy and not smash the 15 second fast forward button through to. But before Brandon, like I said, the Phillies dropped two of three to the Brewers. And unfortunately, that is not the headline of the series. Last night's Sunday night baseball game, a nail biter, one to zero, one by the Brewers. The talking point wasn't the starting pitching. Talking point wasn't some good defense or some good offense. Unfortunately, it was Angel Hernandez and his abysmal umpiring behind the dish last night. Brandon, were you able to catch the Schwarber meltdown? Were you able to catch any of the awful calls? How's it going on your end? I did, yeah. No, I I, I was. I actually caught it earlier because they showed the Gene Segura one that was, I think there was 19 oh. calls Dude. that, uh, according to John Boy, John Boy did a great breakdown on it. I think he said there was 19 uh incorrect calls um and i saw i caught earlier in the game someone uh posted a, a gene segura one that was the like, inside like the, the middle way, inside. that one looked even yeah, worse dude, than, than so schwarber's bad. one and then i don't know if you remember earlier in the series i think it was uh friday or saturday angel Hernandez called interference on the andrew mccutcheon slide remember this oh yeah on a double I play ball think about that yeah this is the same series i guess when he was when he was um on the infield yeah, switching off um, yeah yeah um so this man 
This man. He's like, no, he's a he's a menace, dude. He's running around ruining baseball left and right. And I you and I uh don't like getting into politics too much, but I think for the most part we support unions with the exception of maybe one or two. One of those two unions being the umpires union, that it is literally impossible to get fired from your job. So Angel Hernandez is just allowed to be as bad as he humanly can and is there's gonna be no repercussions or consequences from it. So you kinda of gotta respect him on that end, I guess. Mm-hmm. The second union we don't support is the lighting union in film. We hate, we hate, we hate back a line shit. We, we hate, hate that. Stuff. We hate that shit. <laughs> Gaffers not interested. Um, Quit holding that sound. What? God damn it! Whoa, that mic, that boom mic. There we go. Okay, boom third mic. time's the charm. Um, yeah, I, dude. I. It's insane. I mean, there were some egregious calls, and like, I feel like Schwarber, like. We've seen other players lay into him and managers lay into him. Yeah. But Schwarber's was theatrical, and I think that's oh. what I really appreciate. And also, I, I gained – I didn't know much of Schwarber's personality. I just knew he hit bombs and, yeah. you know, I, he looked played like a big – Played bad defense. Yeah, played bad defense. And <laughs> sounds, I like it, <laughs> sounds like a pirate. Sounds like a pirate. Schwarber. Schwarber. But, uh, and when he was in Boston, he sounded like Kyle Schwaber. But, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. But, uh, but, yeah, no, I really appreciated it. And also, you could, like – you don't even need the John Boy lip reading. You knew no. what this man was saying by his his so physicalities. And also the, the, the slammed roof. bat. The slammed oh. bat looked like a MLB the show like temper yeah. tantrum, right? Animation or something. Yeah. And yeah. he like I think he double hand slams it and then throws the helmet. I also read a tweet that was like, Good for him for throwing it as far away from Angel Hernandez so that it can't be perceived violent in the slightest. And then just does the gets really big emotive with his hands, is like it's very expressive with his hands. Uh yeah, you can clearly say it. He also is like, You're not fucking us over. You're screwing both of us, both teams you're screwing over, inside, outside, up and down. Yeah. He really laid into him. Um and I agree. That's a good point that I hadn't thought of. Is like I unless you follow it a team closely, players' personalities, with the exception of a handful of players. Um, you don't really know what their personalities are like or who they are unless you like a, you're really close to the team. But we got a glimpse into Kyle Schwarber, and he's a passionate man, dude. That was that was a lot of fun to see him just kind of whipping it around. He is, and he's also had like somewhat of a frustrating season so far. So I feel like he was kind of channeling that there yeah. too. And I don't want to read too much into it, but um, I think the funny things, the funny thing also was uh, Josh Hader clearly no- knew he got away with something there. I know, the walk, smirk, the strut. The little <laughs> strut, and he's like, okay. <laughs> and then uh, Andrew McCutcheon in the outfield, who was screwed by him earlier in the uh, in this series, he was also kind of laughing to himself, Kutch with a great personality. So he's yeah, laughing dude. himself in the outfield. So, God damn it, that guy is... The worst. There's a really great Twitter account called Umpire Scorecards. I don't know if you follow them, and they'll they'll do a breakdown yes. of every yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, home plate umpire's performance of every Major League Baseball game, which is just a, a an insane, overwhelming amount of information. They do a really, really great job. But some of the statistics that they pulled up was that he was eighty, not only eighty eight percent accurate, but also eighty eight percent consistent, which kind of sounds good but then you read the average consistency and the average accuracy and it's 94 percent. so he's batting way below average not doing good also i get schwerber's anger because he had been struck out earlier on a on like an 0-2 bullshit call or a two-strike bullshit call um and was just kind of developing and like letting that anger stew until it it built up in the final motion i mean it was also a one-run game bottom of the ninth Mm -hmm. one out full count he had worked a full count like just truly the worst possible time for something like that to happen. Um, and it sucks because I, I, you and I were talking about this a little bit, but like we don't want to be talking about umpires on this podcast. We didn't start this podcast to talk umpires. We want to talk baseball, but there's like no way to talk about this series and no way to talk about uh, the Phillies right now because it's the number one storyline in the in Phillies world without having to talk Angel Hernandez. So did you uh, – no, what were you going to say? Sorry. No, I was going to say it's tough because – it is. It's fun sometimes to have the human element element of you know mistakes happening. Yeah, That's I that agree. was always been a fun part of baseball. But when you get things like that or like the famous Jim Joyce uh, perfect game, uh, oh, dude, remember that yeah. one against uh, Galarraga yeah, in Detroit? First, yeah, brutal. When you get things like that that are like game altering ones, and you know depends on how you look at it. Obviously, any play can be game altering. Yeah. But when you have ones that are clearly game altering ones, where it's like. Oh, this is if a player gets on here and it's like a bloop and a blast sort of deal. It's like yeah. classic and, bloop and, and a blast. Yeah, or I guess a walk and a blast in Schwarber's <laughs> case. Um, it's it's upsetting. It's upsetting for sure. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I like the human element, but to an extent. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Do you think bloop and a blast is a top three sports saying? The alliteration no, is so we're good. not top it, three, what about right? Sp- 
I don't know. Bloop and a blast, because bloop is a great, fun word to say. We're getting alliteration on both Bs, and not just that, but the BL noise. The only oh, thing that... Like, I thought you meant, like, top usage or something. Oh, no, no, no. I just meant funnest phrase to say. Oh, yeah. Fun <laughs> fun phrase, for sure. Yeah, I think scoop and score is another good one in the NFL. If there's a fumble and somebody picks mm-hmm. it up and they run it back for a touchdown, scoop and score is up there. That's a fun... Oh, uh, so you like alliteration. You like the I ampersand. Think, yeah, you like the alliteration. Yeah, I like alliteration. I'm going to name every children or child that I have. It's got to be an S name. Yeah. S and C. I want them to... Miranda's like, the hell, man? I didn't sign up for this. Corey Clark. Who the fuck is Corey Clark? <laughs> um, but yeah, otherwise than that, the, the Phillies have been in a little bit of a skid, unfortunately. They did drop both uh, or two of the three games to the Brewers. Um, and it's kind of a we're in a weird place right now where we've played, what, 15 games of baseball, maybe a little bit more than that, uh, a little bit less than that, depending on, on how many your uh, team has been able to get through. Um, and our division is very middle, middle heavy. So we have like a lot of teams with seven wins. Then we have your Mets on top with 12, and then we have the Nationals. I We're not going to be – no offense to Nationals fans. We're not going to talk a lot of Nationals baseball today, but I wanted to ask you a hypothetical question. The Nationals are in last place in the division right now. Will they ever get out of last place for the rest of the season? That's a great question. I enjoy that question. Um, yeah. I what, – what's, the, what's the, uh, the standings right now? Where are we at? So we are at – obviously the Mets are on top at their 12-5 and five record. Then it goes Marlins 7-8. and eight. Braves seven and ten, Philly six and ten, Nationals six and twelve. So in order of per- winning percentage is how they're going. Um, I thought the Phillies had seven wins, so that's my bad. But yeah, so Marlins was seven, Braves was seven, Phillies was six, Nationals was six, and the Nationals and Marlins are just about to play a series together in this upcoming week. Wow. Um. You know what? I'm gonna say they will not. What do you think? I think I also think they won't. Though it would be so Miami Marlins to like lose all three yeah. games to the Nationals. So sure, <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to say that uh, confidently. But I I just thought of that today. I was like, there's no like you can't imagine the Phillies will ever be in last place out of the out of the month of April. Like you know things. I mean, I, I guess this week will be a, a nice little determining true. factor, right? How do they do yeah. against the Rockies, the Phillies, and and how do the Nationals do against your fish? But uh, I'm going to say no. I don't think so. I mean, the, the Nationals have. Had moments where they looked okay, but for the most part, they've lived up to their no hype, you know. One might say they've been nauseating, Brandon. Mm, I don't even know what you're talking about. We'll talk about it later. (laughs) We'll talk about that later. But a little insight. So the Phillies have now lost their last two series. And like I said, the division is still tight. If I'm a Phillies fan, I'm sitting on my hands. I'm not getting worried about this. We have so much baseball left. I think we're only 10% through the season. Um so I don't think it's time to worry about the Phillies necessarily, but I am getting a little worried about Zach Wheeler. Now, if you don't remember, he did have a little bit of shoulder issues in the preseason. He missed the first round of the rotation. And since then, he has over an eight and a half ERA, got rocked by both the Brewers and the Marlins in his previous start. And neither of those teams are known for their offense. Um, so, Brandon, are you if you're a Phillies fan, are you worried about Wheeler? Yeah, I think you have to be. I mean, uh, he didn't really have a spring training. It seems like I obviously don't know the intimate details of how they're ramping him up, but it seemed like the, he sort of went zero to a hundred quickly. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I know in Philly's land, they're a little worried about Girardi rushing him out there too quickly. Yeah. I mean, was it his decision? Like is Girardi, the person that, question. you know what I mean? Wouldn't it, isn't yeah. it more front office front decision office making there? I guess yeah. he's at the table, but um, yeah. they just, you know, manages somewhat a figurehead sometimes. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I think you have to be worried. I mean, he's your ace pitcher and he's looked terrible in most of the starts. I think you, you have here that, uh, he's in over an 8.5 ERA right now. Know, Is that right? That's not good. Yeah, that's oh, not good. Man, my man. That's not good. That's eight um, more uh, uh, earned runs on average per nine innings than Pablo Lopez has, who's averaging half of a run. Right don't br- keep bringing it back to the fish, man. I got to bring <laughs> it back to the fish, baby. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I would be getting worried. Um, maybe it was the length of the starts. Maybe that's what they're getting up in arms about. Like Girardi was keeping him out there for too long, and they don't want to. They want to build him up more than than uh, than what they, what he's been doing right now. Um, but yeah, already at negative half of a war, which I know sounds insubstantial, but you know you got to <laughs> dig your way out of that war hole. War I hole. Know. War hole. <laughs> Brandon, war hole. A bit of a war hole right now. <laughs> uh, is that what they start calling stat nerds? You think baseball yeah, stat nerds? War, war and they have a little Andy Warhol wearing a baseball hat. Whoa! I like war that. Hole. I li- <laughs> Warhol. Um, but yeah, I mean, Philadelphia's pitching as a hole has been a bit of an issue for them. They're uh, in the bottom five for team ERAs collectively. And, and, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, with Wheeler getting knocked around like that, you got to wonder. They famously have had a cursed bullpen. I don't know if their bullpen was buried on some sort of gravesite at one point or, or, or <laughs> built on someone's gravesite or something like that. That They're perpetually cursed. But um, yeah, I think that that's probably their biggest worry right now. Yeah, I mean, if they should be 
they're kind of built on two things, as we know, power, offense. Yeah. Um, but if they don't have the starting pitching, if Nola and Wheeler aren't living up, if Nola isn't coming back uh, to his full form from a couple years ago, if Wheeler isn't pitching like he's been pitching, if Ranger Suarez, you know, you can't expect him to have the 1.75 ERA or whatever Forever, he had yeah. last year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, if they, if that's not working for them, like you said, you already know the bullpen's cursed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, cursed, yeah. all they have is dingers then. Yeah. Do you think like a, a witch cast a spell on the Phillies bullpen? I'm trying to think of other ways you can get cursed. Well, do, do you remember, actually, there was uh, when they built the Mets Stadium, City Field, there was a construction worker that was a Phillies fan, and supposedly he buried a Phillies jersey underneath City Field. No way. Is that real? Yeah, that's a real thing. I remember reading an article on that. So I was like, oh, fuck. The, well, they cursed, you know, they cursed that's the thing That's on them. Now. Yeah, that's like... That's they cursed the Mets now because you buried the Phillies jersey in there. You can't, you know, you can't do that. I tried um, to do a stealth sneeze, Brandon. Do you think the stealthy sneeze got picked up? I didn't hear it on my Okay, end. all right, good. Yeah. I'm worried that when I compress the audio, you'll be able to hear it. But that's so funny. I'd never heard of that before. So they've got like yeah. body buried under what? Jet Stadium? Where, is it? Where did they say that Jimmy Hoffa oh, buried Oh, Jimmy under? Hoffa, yeah. Uh, buried under the old... The old, old Mets stadium? Is that what it was? No, not, it wasn't Mets. It was the Jets, right? Jets. It was the Jets. Okay. Yeah, the old Meadowlands, right? So, we, yeah. So, we have the body of a gangster under under one yes. field. And, and then, then the a Phillies jersey. Really and then probably like a Pat Burrell jersey or something. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, Brandon, I know you're... Speaking of Mets, I know you're in Happy Land. Your Mets have been on fire. They have the most wins out of any team in Major League Baseball right now. They haven't lost a single series all season. Talk to me. What's going on in Mets world? How are Mets fans feeling? Are they starting to become cautiously optimistic? Are they still trying to temper expectations? What's what's uh, what's the vibe? Yeah, no, I mean, I think I think Mets nation is, has to be pretty happy right now. Um, you know, you temper expectations. The Mets are good in April a lot of times, and then it kind of falls apart. But they do look better. They look more consistent than I think in 2019, the Mickey Calloway Mets, they started 11-1. Yeah. and one. But if you look at that lineup... You're like, how the hell did that, how did that happen? You know what I mean? It didn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Like this one makes more sense. And I think, you know, we got a question last week uh, that was like, oh, the Mets have a Mickey Mouse schedule. Like they, uh, when we recorded last week, they'd only played the Phillies, who's like a supposedly good team. Yeah. Uh, But since then, the Mets, you know, they did play the Diamondbacks this past weekend and won the series. But before then, took three out of four from the Giants, baby. There was a doubleheader. They won both games. Um, There's a lot of fight in the Mets. Too. I mean, a nice walk-off, situational hitting. Yes. Um, and also, like, they haven't even gotten their best performances out from Starling Marte or even, you know, Pete, for that matter. Um, so, no, I think the Mets Nation should be very happy. And, you know, Jacob DeGrom, hopefully but by the time this is released, we have an update on him. We had an M- MRI. MRI, but, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, in you know, in the meantime, like, Tyler McGill had a little bit of, like, a, a rough start uh, against the Giants. But he powered through, and he, like, pitched three scoreless innings at the tail end of it. Like, he's a veteran pitcher. Yeah, um, I'm all over the place right now, but yes, overall Mets nation should be happy. I mean, top five in team ERA, top three in run differential, top six in OPS, top five in batting average. What? That's I know. Mets, baby. You, hey, listen, you, you accuse me of being biased sometimes, but I made the rundown this week and I found all of those statistics that are, are pro Mets. So I'm, I'm trying to give you a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, but I agree. Uh, uh, the, the main conversation we had when we were talking about the Mets previous to this week was, Cookie cutter schedule, no problems. I mean, play beat a good team. What's going on? They played like the Nationals, they played the Diamondbacks, and they and like you said, they played the Diamondbacks again this week. This is their second series against the Diamondbacks, right? Am yeah, I crazy? yeah, yeah. Okay. So they won both series against them. Yeah, um, um, but yeah, this Giants team is no joke. That was I I I watched. They're first tough, hand. man. They're tough, and they've got phenomenal starting pitching. They have mm-hmm. phenomenal defense. They have veteran presence. They have some youth in there. Like they're they're a really interesting, really fun team. And they won what 107 games last year. Like this is yeah. not. This, and, and there's been a little bit of roster change, but for all of the all of the the players they lost, they gained Carlos Rendon. Like they're they're like yeah. a phenomenal team. They're a really phenomenal team. Yeah, so, Rodon um, was Carlos Rodon was the one that Rodon. Sorry, shut, not Rendon. No, 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 you're good. Um, how dare you? Uh, but he, you know, he was the one that totally shut down the Mets in, in the one game they lost, and that guy looked insane, just like pumping fastballs. Dude, that's we, that's that's something I did not notice last year is just how how like uh scary his fastballs are i tried to come up with a better adjective but i like yes I came up with a scary well, but just like blowing dudes by and it's not like he's throwing 102 he's he's in the upper 90s like he's throwing like incredibly quickly but like or fast as quickly hey you nobody describes pitches as quickly <laughs> he threw that quickly <laughs> he threw, it just sounds like the motion of throwing was, yeah, was very yeah. fast not the pitch itself um but he's blowing dudes away yeah just a, a really impressive strikeout pitcher um, and yeah, if you can if you can take three or four from that team, I feel like that's a sign of optimism. Yeah, and also and and almost as Dimex, obviously, you know, 
somewhat of a rebuilding team. But you know who's uh, who's the second best ERA in the majors right now? The wait, Diamondbacks. Oh uh, wait, really? Yes. No way. Top two. The head of the Mets, head of the Marlins. They're all. That's I think, insane. I think Marlins are four. Mets are three. I believe. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah. So Zach Allen. Bumgarner, like they, you know, they have some, they have some arms there. So don't totally sleep on Diamondbacks. Don't sleep on the okay? snakes. I, uh, I uh, don't step on the snakes. You know what I mean, Brandon? Hey. Don't tread on me. Red <laughs> and yellow, kill a fellow. <laughs> yellow and red, you'll soon be dead. Something like that. Oh, okay. I don't, I do like you know that. those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's those good. Are like I think the Florida, the Florida, like I never I know exactly what it is. That's, that's wrong. F- the ones I said, but it's something some Florida like that. shit. That's definitely some yeah. Florida shit. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I I'm excited to see what the Mets do. I don't think you have a crazy. I mean, we obviously will get to the upcoming schedules here in a second. But um, you're in the middle of a Cardinal series right now, and I think it's at so we're recording at 9:40 at Monday Monday night. I almost said Monday morning. Um, and and you're tied zero zero, and also the Phillies are up eight to two. So you know what the hell do we know? Um, yeah. But uh, uh, but no. Uh, I'll have to say really quickly. There's a funny baseball story that um, was said on the SNY broadcast. Apparently, Miles Mikolas. The, okay, he's the the Major League Baseball Greek freak. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. <laughs> okay, um, right. uh, the Cardinals, uh, Cardinals starting pitcher, starting pitcher yeah. who, who did great tonight, matching Max Scherzer, um, seven innings uh, uh, scoreless. Um, but apparently, there's a story that his nickname's the Lizard King, not Jim Morrison Lizard King, <laughs> no, because funny. he was dared to eat a live lizard in I think the Arizona Fall League, and he did it. What the hell? Yeah. Like, how big of a lizard are we talking about here? I, mean, I, I don't know. Matter, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. That's insane, dude. I was uh, a couple of my coworkers were talking, and they went to some private schools in the Northeast. The names of them escaped me. They weren't something especially recognizable for me, a Florida boy. Um, but they were saying that it became after Yale, some week- Harvard. No, 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 no Ivy League schools, to the best of my knowledge. Um, but they they said that there was a weird tradition that started in the early 1900s, where uh, during one weird spring break time for the the schools, that they would. It was a tradition to swallow whole goldfish. Have you heard about this? Dude, I, so I had a friend who went to the University of Tennessee, and he was in a fraternity, and that was his hazing. That he had to eat a live That's goldfish. That's insane. Swallow dude. it, not chew it. Okay, yeah. So this was a swallow, but they said it got to the point that local pet shops stopped carrying goldfish during like a one-month period because they knew that there was just going to be a bunch of drunk frat dudes swallowing fish whole. It just fucking blew my mind. I gave the stupid chaotic stuff that college Brutal. kids do. Am I right, Brandon? Brutal. Uh, NL feast. We did the uh, the power hour. Should we do That's the goldfish true. challenge? That's true. Bring the goldfish hour. You if want to go the to Marlins swap? win the World Series, we're gonna eat a live goldfish. Okay. How about this? Uh, no, I'm not gonna. No, no I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I thought about it for a second. I was like, I'm not swallowing a goldfish. I'll be. Uh, I can't possibly stomach that. But, um, but yeah, Brandon. Moving on. You were talking about the fish. My fish. The Marlins. That kind mm-hmm. of fish. Took two of three from the Braves, lost the opener, but then were able to crawl back in the final two. Oh, you'd think that was led by arms, but the only uh, the only starting pitcher to not allow a run was Trevor Rogers, and that was in the loss. Pitched five innings and uh, allowed zero runs, which is good after uh, needed a little bit of a bounce back after his uh, tipping pitches against the Phillies, or at least that's what it was alleged. Um, and yeah, man, it's kind of a weird spot that the Braves are in. They're they're they should also be in no panic zone. I think if you just like if you're a Phillies fan, I think. If you're a Braves fan, don't jump the gun here. Um, I, I think that uh, you still have a very solid team. Obviously, I don't need to tell you that. Um, but the Marlins were just chippy. We had offense at the right times. We got we got guys on base, and I think that that's attributed to. I, w- I was reading an article in Battery Power, and they said the Braves have allowed the most walks in this past week. And I think yeah. that the Marlins were finally able to take advantage of that. We had abysmal uh, batting averages with runners in scoring position, or even a, on base percent. Any ability to push the runs over uh, was just not happening. And, and for whatever reason, this this week did it. Um, led by the young guys again, man. We had Jazz Jazz mm-hmm. Chisholm with a. I mean, we'll get to him later. I don't know. If, did I highlight him in a f- feature segment? No, but um, but he yeah he went four for six in one game with three RBIs. Uh, Jesus Sanchez was still knocking the ball around. I mean, our our veterans. <laughs> And our offseason signings are still not doing a whole lot. Um, Garrett Cooper came to life finally. Um, but yeah, dude, I think I think we're starting to see that one of the curses of the Marlins season last year was that no players got hot, but nobody got hot at the same time. And it's good to see that we're starting to have some of our bats pick up and do it, uh, do it at the same time as each other. So that's how you generate offense. Right. So. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah. kind of where we are in Fishland. Yeah, I mean, the the Braves gave gave the Marlins ample opportunities. I know Bryce Elder. um his his uh, little bugaboo has been uh, has been walks right. So yes. I think he gave up seven was it seven walks yesterday in Sunday's yeah, game against the Marlins. And I know right. it took that's the Marlins right. a little bit, but they finally you know they keep getting opportunities and they finally took advantage of it. Um, Jazz wasn't he a uh, triple away from the cycle on Saturday? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just so they finally monsters. moved him up in the lineup. 
Yeah, right? he's been leading off now. So he's Thank been leading God. off uh, consistently. My God, man. <laughs> hey, look, it works when you don't have your most exciting electric player hitting in the in the nine mm-hmm. hole. Um, but yeah, How are you had... feeling uh, bullpen-wise? I know uh, Mr. Oof, Head dude. was the one who got the, the save, the save yesterday's yesterday. Game. Yeah. Yesterday yeah. was yesterday, a right? weird... So I wasn't able to watch as much baseball this week as I wanted to. I had uh, some social obligations yesterday. Some co-workers were throwing a rooftop gathering, so I went to that mm, during the day, okay. and then we watched... I've been watching Lord of the Rings with another group of friends, so mm-hmm. we went and watched Lord of the Rings last night. Um, but I was... So to kind of set the scene, I'm uh, one of now two male paralegals at the office that I work at. It's predominantly females. Um, and so we were playing like board games, hanging out on the rooftop, and I was trying not to be the dude watching baseball on his cell phone in the corner of his eye. But um, I was I was checking the scores pretty regularly, and I saw it was 5-1 going into the ninth, and I was like, okay, how bad can this be? Check it again. It's 5-4. <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck. 5-4, guy on second. Luis heads in. Uh, and so I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. And so I streamed the rest of the game on the phone <laughs> in the bathroom just to see what was happening. But yeah, he got the strikeout and shut it down. Um, that's that's They're like, scary Sam, are you stuff, okay? Though. We heard you yelling fuck in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh don't don't make me go into detail about why I had to swear in the restroom. Um and uh and yeah, so that was a that was a, a necessary game. Hopefully that bolstered some confidence. I does that bolster confidence in the bullpen that they're able to shut it down before they give up four runs in an inning? <laughs> like what's the what's the, where's the attitude on that? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like in those games like because the Mets had a similar one game one against the Dimex. Mets were up 5-1. Eventually, the Dimex came back and tied, tied it. And oh. Edwin Diaz gave up a homer with two outs in the ninth. They ended oh up winning, God. fortunately. But I feel like after those games, you go, I'm relieved, but I didn't feel good about that win. My whole thought was like, if I was watching this live, I would have had to turn it off or, or leave the room. Like, I was just... I knew in those situations, nothing makes me more scared with this Marlins team than going into the ninth of the lead. And you would think that a 5-1 lead is enough, but apparently it's not. Um... But we've had a we have a day of rest today, so the bullpen arms will be able to have a moment of rest. They can chill for a little bit. Hopefully, we'll get our better guys out there, and hopefully, Dylan Floral will be coming back kind of soon. Um, but yeah, man, I'm not confident in this bullpen at all. I want. I think the Marlins fans want Max Meyer. Bring him up. He was. He was. Yeah. No. No offense to Braves fans, but he proved himself to be a major league talent with the way that he was in control of Ronald Acuna Jr. in the minor league games. I know he whiffed him. Weekend. Yeah. Yeah, he whiffed him a couple times. Um, so he has the stuff. So he has the major league stuff. And if you throw that kid in, he seems like, by all accounts, an incredibly confident man. And that's what you need for a closer. You need somebody who's able to kind of tune the noise out and just and throw their stuff and have nasty stuff. And he does both of those. I feel like um, he's an injury away, right? I'd imagine. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how many more opportunities Anthony Bender's going to get in the ninth. I can't imagine it's much. He's he's blown a couple saves already. Um, he looks a little shaky. He looks a little different than he did last year when he had all the hype coming into his uh, his mm-hmm. first appearances. Um so who knows? Yeah, I'd say he's definitely an injury away because Edward Cabrera is starting to get ramped back up. He mm-hmm. hasn't been playing in any games yet, uh, but I know he's on a throwing program. Uh, and uh, Sixto, <laughs> Sixto might be buried <laughs> under the Mets stadium. With the, oh, with that's who it was. Jersey. Okay. Yeah, so that's kind of where I, former Philly, you never know. That's um, true. So, so I'm not putting in a lot of confidence in him. Uh, so, yeah, I, I want to see Meyer up in the majors this year. If we're serious about winning, and by all accounts they are, uh, then this is a this is a good way to do it. Put this kid out of the pen, see what he's got, see how he can handle uh, handle major league talent. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, Brandon. That's kind of yeah. where I'm at. It. I'm still remaining optimistic. The Marlins are just a couple games out of 500. We're technically in second by winning percentage, but that's only because we played fewer games than most of the teams in the division. Um, but yeah, we were keeping our head above water, and that's what you need to do this early in the season. Yeah, I mean, I think the most recent series should be encouraging for Marlins fans. Probably the most encouraging. Um, and also scaring Braves fans because yeah. not only that, I mean, we talk about the walks with the Braves fans with the Braves, excuse me, but also like their outfield defense has been yeah, strange. I mean, like they yeah. have RC out there who's not an outfielder. Got some Rosario um, sprinkled in there. I know, yeah, it's just not looking good in the outfield right now. So um, I, I don't think the Braves should be worried, but I don't know. Maybe maybe they got the hang the the World Series Blues. That's what I was thinking about. And you and I did not talk about this in our season previews, but that is a thing. The championship mm-hmm. hangover uh, is is a real thing in Major League Sports. It's not even baseball specific. It feels like any team. That's why they talk about it's so difficult to go back to back to back. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that is something that we we neglected. Obviously, this Braves team is phenomenal. They still have a top five player in baseball who hasn't even started playing with them yet. Um, so they got that. And, and also who brings their team a personality. And I think that maybe that's what they're looking for right now is they need somebody to rally behind and who better than uh, than Ronald Acuna Jr. I almost said Max Meyer. Um, so, so, yeah, if I'm Braves, fans sit on your hands don't get worried we have a lot of Braves fans mm-hmm. and friends out there in our, our Twitterverse and and, uh, and podcast verse so don't worry don't sweat it 
Also, Brandon, don't sweat the upcoming segments that we have. Some of the classics. We got our DeGroms of the Week, the Twitter questions, the Feast or Famines, and our upcoming schedules. But before that, we have some upcoming ads. Hey, sports nerds. Have you heard of ColorCast? Well, ColorCast is a live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download, and it's free to use. You can talk to me, you can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. That's right, athletes and insiders. Not just schmoes like me. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to all the breaking news. I got on there, I got some friends, I got some followers, and I got into arguments where I found out I was wrong. But you're going to be right when you get ColorCast. Download it today. It is free to use. Bring those spicy takes, baby. This episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Listen, tons of people take a multivitamin. It's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, which is a word I just learned today. Adaptogens. I could use some adaptogens in my life to help start your day right. Listen, it's a scoop. You just toss it in your protein shake, get back from the gym, you've been running treadmill, training for that marathon, getting jacked. Maybe it's cutting season. Maybe it's bulking season. Who cares? Throw a little athletic greens in your protein shake and you will be good to go. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets as well. So vegans, maybe double-check. You never know with these things, but sounds like it's good for you, good for those uh, pescatarian diets maybe. I don't know why that's the first one that came to my brain, but the caveman diet, maybe it's good for the paleo heads out there. I don't know. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. $3 a day, that's less than a cup of coffee. I spend more on bacon, egg, and cheeses here in New York City than I'd spend on some athletic greens. They sound a little bit more healthy to me. Listen, it's time to reclaim your health Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's getting chilly here in the big city, so I could use some of that. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And we're back, Brandon, and you know what else is back? Everybody's favorite segment without a theme song, Feast or Famine. Now, Brandon, we're mixing it up a little bit this week. I'm not going to do the song. I'm not doing it this week. I'm sitting <laughs> the on... The hell, man? That's the whole on, thing. Okay, fine. <laughs> sitting, on, sitting on speaking to your hands. Speaking on sitting on your hands. God. I'm sitting on my hands on the theme song this week, okay. but we're mixing it up a little bit. We uh, we we realize it goes a little long sometimes if we bro- both bring to the table our own feast or famines. So this time we're showing up with a single feast. We're one brain. Famine. We're one human. We're one brain. We're one human. We're one podcast. Um, I'm going to start because the feast is one that I love, and then you can bring it down with the famine. It might be a little nauseating, Brandon. You know what I mean. Hey. <laughs> It's the second time I'll make that no, joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my feast of the week, uh, I don't know if you caught it. Jazz smashed a homer, but he did so in exceptional fashion, entertaining fashion. Uh, he was taking his time, getting into the box. The umpire starts barking at him, telling him to hurry up, get in. Not Angel Hernandez. Starts, Hernandez. Yeah. No, no, no. Not, no, not, not Hernandez. Um Started smacking his hands. I'd never seen that before. Like clapping like vigorously in his hands, being like, come on, come on, come on, get in. You see Yachty Molina, the catcher for the uh, the Cardinals behind, like, trying to rush him, get him in, get him in, get him in. Uh, and he's able to take time, step back in. Now everybody's pissed at him. And they it's an 0-2 count, and they hang off speed, and Jazz crushes it over the right field fence. Um, really exciting moment. Just kind of We were talking about players with personality uh, earlier in the pod or how it's hard to know dudes' uh, personality if you don't follow their team directly. Jazz is not one of those guys. Everybody in Major League Baseball knows his personality, and it was shining. He's been really great. I think he's in the top – I think he's 16th in OPS right now wow. in the league. Wow. So, he's yeah, so he's, he's holding it. I mean, he's, he's looked good defensively. He's stealing some bases. Uh, he's all over the place. So just want to give a shout out to my boy, Jazz Chisholm Jr. Every week. This is a jazz pod. 
This is a jazz pod, yeah. We're uh, we're gonna just, just transition to only jazz chisel and jazz how music ever... when we can't talk about jazz chisel. <laughs> I was about to say, how much content can you mine out of it? We struggle to mine content out of a baseball podcast during the off season. I can't imagine what you would do if it was a player specific. If we were two guys who barely know jazz, and then if jazz chisel, <laughs> God forbid, ever goes on the IL, then we'd just be oh, we're spinning fucked. our wheels talking Steely Dan albums here. Um, podcast on the IL after that, but Brandon, what's our famine this week? Our famine. It has to be, I'm sorry, we're taking down a whole NL East team here. The Washington <laughs> Nationals, uh, after the, the Mets put a beating on the Giants, the Giants put a double beating on the Nationals, give up tw- 24, Nationals give up 24 runs to the Giants. Um, oh, dude. MLB worst team ERA. Um, I know. And then I sent this to Sam, uh, and a friend of yours was actually uh, in at the game, at the game Shout on out Sunday, to Nationals friend Drew, yeah. Drew, who who we've mentioned on the pod before, Lucius Fox, best name in baseball, top five name in Great baseball, sounds like a Harry Potter character, I, isn't it? It's actually a isn't it a Batman character? Isn't that a thing? I think it's Morgan Freeman's character in the Christopher Nolan Batman. No I think way. that's actually no his name. Way. I'm pretty sure. Um, okay, keep keep talking. I'm gonna. Look but yeah, up. so so um, Lucius Fox yacked in the first inning. I think next to the pitcher's mound. <laughs> Yeah, to the point where I thought it was a starting pitcher throwing up. Like he was, yes. he walked so much over in that area that I was like, "Who is this throwing up? What are they doing? This is not, not and, normal." It is. It's Lucius Fox. Okay, yeah, right. right? Isn't that crazy? But yeah, um, yeah. I think what's crazy is because I I've, I feel like I've sent you players throwing up like videos of it four times in the last two years. What is going on? A Why lot. are they all throwing up? <laughs> and it's not happening in other sports. It's not like like basketball players and are they're running up, a lot. They're running up. back and they're forth. Running. Yeah. Uh, your prediction, and I think, or your uh, your hypothesis, and I think this is probably right, was hangovers. That it yes. might be hangovers. Because they're day games. The They've all been day games, I think. I don't think there's been one oh, night game. Oh, shit. Now, that's something that somebody else other than us should look yes. up. <laughs> we don't know how to do that, but find out what these are all day games. That would make a lot of sense. Because there's the guy in the Tigers last year yacked, I remember. Yeah. The pitcher. There's been starting pitchers. Th- yeah. the start. It seems like pitchers are the ones that are thrown up the most. Um, which is weird because if you're, especially for starters, you would be like, oh, the one night I don't want to drink heavily would be the night before I have to do yes, that. Yes, that is start. weird. I agree. Um, but yeah, and also you made a good point where you were like, why do they keep showing the full vomit? <laughs> yeah, they really just, they broadcast the entire the, experience. The whole like, thing. Oh, it's just a like a fire hose out of everybody's mouths like every six months. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand it's like a legal thing when they have streakers on the field that they can't show them. Yes, yeah. but also uh, they. Sh- I know that the players are allowed to be on camera, but also they should cons- reconsider that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, they. I don't know if you saw this, and this is obviously a much more serious and dire situation. But there was a, a, a serious, uh, I think, a heart attack or something oh, going on a in a in a yeah a, a soccer match. Oh, no, I, I didn't see 2020. that. Uh, Eric Christensen, I believe, was the guy's name, and they and all the players like huddled around so that the cameras could get the get a, a shot of him is like, he okay? suffering. He. Almost okay. Not to bring the pot down, but he almost died. Oh, he was wow. like, "There's a very famous shot," but he totally fine. Made a remarkable comeback and continues to play professional oh, that's soccer. That's amazing. Um, yeah, very good, very good. Um, but I'm like, why don't? Why aren't these? Why aren't? Why aren't his teammates just like huddling around him so it's not everybody staring at him vomiting on the field? Like, what are we doing here? You have to cut the guy a break. Let's make a wall. What? Make a vomit wall. Make a vomit wall. Yeah, make a vomit. Fire wall. Angel that's Hernandez. Make a vomit wall. <laughs> Um, I, I, I I do feel bad picking the Nationals, uh, not only picking on them in this pod, but picking on them in last pod because we, yeah, we picked on them by, They'll have by their ignoring moment. them. They'll have their moment. They'll have their moment. Um, Absolutely. I, it's a long I, I do have to shout out really quickly, though, another famine, uh, another sad one. Michael Conforto going to be out for the full year. Dude, yeah. The Mets don't he'll get be ready their, for spring uh, training 2023. And the Mets don't get their, their comp pick for him. Uh, oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Because he didn't sign somewhere. But yeah, Scott Boris, who was like, oh, yeah, he injured his shoulder diving for a ball, which sounded suspicious, but I feel like it's probably true, I guess. Yeah, now um, you'd imagine it would be. He had surgery out for the full year. My man turned down the qualifying offer of $18.9 million to the Mets. He could be on a team with the most wins right he probably now. Will only, he probably will only... Make like two million or something next year. I'd imagine the he's gonna yeah he's, he's gonna get a prove it deal. They'll be yeah. for like six million one year. Or something I feel like bad for lines. my man. That's rough. I know. I know. I, I wondered. I was. I thought for a second. I was like, oh, is this? Is he not getting offers that he wants? So is he, they're gonna have Boris come out and be like, oh, he can't play this season, so he'll see you next year. But then I was like, that's not gonna increase his value next season as being like, oh, he had a season long yes. injury and nobody's seen him yeah, play yeah, for yeah. years. So that'd be a weird move. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was kind of thinking Michael Conforto might've gone to the Marlins. So I'm, I'm glad he didn't. If he really yeah, fucked his would shoulder, would have been, been uh, a six situation would have been a six toe situation. Speaking of six toes, Brandon, I have 
six Twitter co- questions for you. That's not true. I have two Twitter <laughs> I was questions like, for what? You, we have six? I, didn't put them on the Twitter uh, or didn't put them on the rundown, but we have a couple Twitter questions. We field them every week. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NL Feast Pod. If you want to get in on the dialogue, get in on the action. We have a great question here, Brandon. So as, as you know, as everybody in baseball world knows, Miguel Cabrera hit his 3000th hit this last weekend. Um, phenomenal moment. Uh, did you it brought it made me emotional. It didn't cry, but it definitely made me much more emotional than I thought it would. Yeah, you have to love Miguel. It was amazing. His family came out. Um Rafael Iglesias, I think, was the first person. Or, yeah, yeah right? gave him a big old give him, hug. Give him a hug. I guess yeah. he, he played on the Tigers, right? Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was really emotional, and it was also there's a cool video uh, that of the current three thousand. Uh, oh yeah, members club. where they got everybody yeah. that's still kicking, yeah. like Stan Musial and, and uh, Wade Boggs. Like, si- yeah, side comment: Wade Boggs is the funniest one. He goes, "Hey, it's Hall of Famer Wade Boggs." Wade Boggs and his hair is just like gangly I and messed know. up. It's so love gross. that guy. Yeah, that was amazing. Funny. But yeah, um, no, but, I, I agree. I mean, he also he's a Marlins legend too. He is Marlins you know? legend. Marlins legend. But uh, at McLean, McClellan Pete. Oh my God, I know him personally. I can't butcher their last name. <laughs> um, ask the question: Which current NL East player is most likely to hit three thousand hits? Wow. Once you to go first that's a great question you know here's an interesting so long term i think you uh of people that are currently on the analyst you have to think harper or soto right those have to be the two okay yeah soto was my answer i think Soto's the, the most likely one because he's already a sixth of the way there i saw yeah yeah <laughs> so you got 500 hits you'd so. imagine and he's 20 whatever 24 Four? So 24 yeah. yeah i think he's 24 um, now. you know what's an interesting one what if it's Robinson Cano. What if he sticks Dude, around? I don't think it'll be on the answer. Mets because I think he needs 340 more hits. I, yeah, he needs yeah a handful he is, more. But I was shocked to see how close he he's was. He's close, but I don't think it would be on the Mets if it does happen because I think he'd probably need to go three more seasons, I'd imagine. And he's a free agent after next year, and he's That's been true. playing terribly also. He's been um, bad he's and been he's old. Bad and he's bad and old, yeah, and his bat beats slow. So I don't think it's going to happen, but if he does you know, find some more power in that bat... Um, Maybe he gets hot towards the end of the year. Someone takes a chance on him. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only way. But again, yeah, that's not going to get him 300 more hits. But, but yeah, I think Juan Soto, I think Bryce Harper, those are the easy ones. Uh, or not easy ones. I think those are the most likely ones. Um, outside of that, dude, I don't I mean, it's going to be a long division, time. Vladimir Guerrero. I don't know where Mike Trout is on the list. Trout's at like, uh, I think he's around 1,400, I think. 1,400? Yeah. Okay. Um so yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot of those dudes anymore that go like there. There is a funny uh, Hannah Kaiser who she's on the Apple broadcast and she's a Yahoo yeah. sports reporter. She yeah. uh, spotted that Alcides Escobar, national shortstop, is on oh, is no. on the list right now because he has like 1,200 hits or something. Oh my god, that's insane! Yeah, dude. that's insane. With a lot of strange people on that list that I didn't expect. I really was kind of I shouldn't have been, but I was more surprised at how high Cano was up. Um, and yeah, but I, I think that that's the, the Cano's the dark horse. Mm-hmm. The most likely are Soto and Harper. Coming to our next question, though, we have at PLKDC, another friend of mine, asked to ask, if you had to pick Angel Hernandez, C.B. Buckner, or the legend Balkan Bob Davidson from retirement to be the home plate umpire for all your favorite team's games, which would it be? Brandon, I think I got to go Angel Hernandez. I, there is, I don't know if you saw this clip, and we didn't talk about it at the top, but uh, there's a moment where all the Phillies fans are booing him as he's driving away, and he's giving, he's got a shit-eating grin. And I think if I just leaned into to that level of like dislike it or that much, like that heel of a guy, I think that that could be, that could be the most fun. Yeah, no, I agree for sure. I mean, C.B. Buckner is just – I don't think he has any um... – uh, misgivings, you know, in, in his past. I think he's just a shitty, yeah. Ump, yeah. you know, I don't <laughs> yeah. think there's anything like nefarious no or anything that's egregiously anything, yeah. bad. Yeah, exactly. And and I didn't really know Bob Davidson. Did you look him no, up? No, I had never heard of him before. <laughs> okay, so I looked him up. So I I guess he has, he, he had the, uh, that's actually his nickname because he would call box more often than most, <laughs> most umps. And also he had a temper problem. And there was apparently an instance, uh, this is on Wikipedia, the story, uh, Brian Schneider, famous uh, NL East catcher. He's on Expos, Phillies, Mets, and now he's the Mets uh, quality control coach. He was a catcher for the Phillies, and I guess at one point he went to get um, a foul ball, and like he ran into the uh, Bob Davidson, and Bob Davidson yelled at the Phillies, because uh, I guess the Phillies manager and Ben started barking at him, and he yelled at them, and he was like, I don't want to fucking get in his fucking way, or something <laughs> Wait, like that. Wait, maybe I want this guy out and, there. 
Yeah, so he just had like a temper problem, I guess. So yeah, that's kind of um, funny for entertainment value. As long as he's not hurting anybody yeah. or anything, as long as so, but getting worked out. I think Angel. Yeah, I think Angel being uh, a pure like just sitting in his own shit, just yeah. loving being evil how, and bad at his job. I wonder job. how old he is, and if there's any chance that he would retire at all soon. He was, I don't think so. I think he he's loves only it. Only sixty-two. Yeah. So, oh, dude, he could do another fifteen he could years easily. Do. When? How old was Joe West when he retired? 98? No, <laughs> I don't know. No, no. Uh, 104? That's insane. Did you see the oldest person in the world die today? 119 really? years old. They died. Isn't that, doesn't that, that happens all the time. I mean, it's going to continue <laughs> because when he dies, now, there's another new oldest person in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 119, that's insane. 119 is insane. I, I'd be, wow. I think I would be getting real bored around 100 if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. I think uh, maybe ninety, maybe ninety. Let's call it at ninety. Honestly. Yeah, let's uh, murder let's suicide each other if we don't make. Yeah, deal. Deal. This is a murder suicide. This is now. Yeah, we went from being a jazz chisel podcast to a murder suicide podcast. <laughs> Wait, we no way to break. This is a classic baseball pod talking uh, talking murder classic. suicide. Brandon, we have a segment that does have some music though, and that is the drama the week. Degrama de Week. Degrama de Week. Brandon, our Degrama de Week was a suggestion by a friend of mine. Shouts out to Chris. He sent me a stat line. And this is Andy Alcantara's uh, career versus the Cardinals. Four starts, 0-3 record, a .99 ERA, and a .95 whip. And he said, what's more DeGrom than having a sub-1 ERA, sub-1 whip, and still going 0-3? And it broke my heart, but God damn it, if that's not the closest thing to a DeGrom line that's at least last true. year. That's um, true. DeGrom of the week is normally supposed to be a player that's not on your team that you like. But this one is a different meaning yes. to it. This one is... A Degrom-like stat line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a player that I do like a lot, and <laughs> just yes. feels like he's constantly getting a zero-zero uh, run help at all, offensive help at all, and it's a and it's a goddamn shame, Brandon. It'll turn shame. around for him. We'll also post this picture on our Twitter account. So it's a can, funny picture. Also, it is a funny picture. You he also, looks sad. He looks like he's staring know, he at. Does the... look sad. He's staring yeah. at the stat line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but all right, Brandon, we got our upcoming schedule, so we can give the little friends and family out there a little preview of what's to come in the division. Why don't you let us know? what games we have coming up. Yeah, so the Mets are currently playing the Cardinals in St. Louis. Uh, Then they head back to City Field to play the Phillies. Um, Braves are playing the Cubs, and they're going to Texas to play the Rangers, so an interesting week for the Braves. Marlins playing the Nats in Nats Stadium, Uh, and then they're playing the Mariners at home. That's wild. Um, Phillies playing the Rockies, and then as we said, going to New York to play the Mets and where the where the jerseys buried under the stadium. <laughs> um, and then the Nationals, after the Marlins, they're going to San Francisco to play the Giants, get another beaten, maybe. Yeah, it's not That's a the good week. schedule what, for them. What, what, uh, what games are you interested in this week? How you feeling? So, so selfishly, I'm excited for Marlins, uh, Marlins home against the Mariners. The Mariners are a mm-hmm. team that has been getting a lot of hype. Uh, Ty France has been going off for them this last week. Yeah, um, Jesse Winker had a walk-off. Jesse Winker had a walk-off. They just seem like a really fun, exciting team, and I'm not going to have to stay up till 9 30 or 10 o'clock mm-hmm. just to watch first pitch yeah, so yeah, yeah. um so that's exciting for me uh outside of that though I, i'm excited to see this mets cardinal series i know the cardinals haven't lost in a series all year either i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure for the mets and cardinals both of them have not lost a series um and they're about that's about to come to a head uh let's see if these phillies are legit um they just crushed the rockies eight to two as of 10 o'clock tonight um so the phillies mets series could be fun but yeah I, i'm mainly looking forward to marlins mariners and mets cardinals what about you yeah i mean i think mets cardinals mets phillies too i mean um, those will be, both be fun, but not, you know, uh, also Braves Rangers Rangers had a really rough start, but I don't think they're as bad as, as people think they're on. They're still a fun team. Yeah. So, um, maybe they'll, they can turn it around, but yeah, Marlins Mariners is also the weird matchups this week. Very yeah, weird. I think, very weird. I think all those, but, um, for the division purposes, I think Mets Phillies this weekend will be exciting. Yes. The most divisionally, uh, uh, important series mm-hmm. of this week. Um, all right, Brandon, we're about to get out of here. But before we do, we have our classic segment feature future fans. This is where we give a shout out to people who we like and we think might like us, too. I'm going to get the party started, Brandon. The first one we got on this list is a shout out to our boy David at baseball fan 1918 or 1918 or 1918. I don't know what, what whichever one it is. Now, this was a man that saw my famous tweet that made me a celebrity. He was an a- I'm an A-list celebrity mm-hmm. now. I'll see you at the Oscars next year. Um, and uh, he, he said, oh, wait, I like the NL East. I should check this podcast out. And I said, David, you're goddamn right. You should check this podcast <laughs> out. Let us know what you think. Um, and he did, hopefully. So, David, just want to give you a shout out. 
Hope you enjoy what you heard. If you did it, don't leave an Apple podcast <laughs> review. Stay as far away from any review websites as you can. Um, but I think you'll enjoy our podcast, and I hope you end, uh, uh, ended up getting a chance to check it out. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, come on, David. We... we we need people. We, need uh, people. we also have we have a we have some. The theme is mystery men. Mystery men. Yeah, yeah. We got uh, a guy named Seth Chambers at Crystal Seth. Oh, like Crystal Meth. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, that's good. Okay, that's we like funny. Seth. Okay. Yeah. Um, Braves fan with no profile. He's a mystery man. Mystery. Does he like meth or is it just a pun? We don't know, but he likes baseball. So check us out, uh, I think it, Crystal I think, Seth. I think anybody with that level of uh, of. Punner, punnery? What's the? How do you describe someone that's punnery's pun- fun? Punnery's, punnery's fun? punnery, yeah, yeah, punnery's punnery. Um, I think <laughs> they could be a good, uh, good fan of our pod. Crystal Seth. That made me think if there's any punny nickname I could come up with with Sam, but nothing's coming to the brain. Um, um, honey bake, honey bake Sam. Honey bake Sam. That's pretty good. Mm. Um, oh, on Sa- the on the Sam, like on the lamb. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a little. Uh, that one's a little hard to get. You know what? I'm not bringing an umbrella to a, a brainstorm, Brandon. I like that idea. Um, <laughs> I was also thinking green eggs and Sam instead of green oh, eggs and ham. That's great. That's yeah, easy. Yeah. Um, I don't. Uh, what about oh, bra- what about Sam girl? Like Cam girl? <laughs> oh, only Sam's. <laughs> only Sam's. <laughs> yeah, only that's Sam's. Pretty that's pretty good. Uh, this next feature fan that we got is another mystery man, Brandon Billy Fritz at B Fritz five five. This guy's a Marlins fan, though, so he's a little bit more up my alley. I know our boy Peter Pratt, the 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 favorite guest of our only lost episode, uh, follows this uh, this man, mm-hmm. which is a ringing endorsement as far as I'm concerned. And also, Fritz is a good name. I like the name Great Fritz. Name. Um, uh, put, what is that song? Putting on the Ritz. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, putting on the Ritz. Putting on the Ritz. Putting on the yeah, Fritz. Yeah. That's what is. That's what putting on cha- the Fritz. Change your handle. No, oh, no, change no. it. <laughs> yeah, change it. Um, we we have uh, eh, this might be a mystery man, but he's a depressed New York sports fan, big Mets guy. Of course, he's depressed. Um, he uh, created the post credit scene yeah. Twitter account. Yeah. So I was I was uh, when I was p- uh, poking around for some fans, some potential future future fans. This guy made a Twitter account where the only thing it does is lets you know that if any current movies in theaters have post credit see, uh, scenes or not. So it'll be like... Oh, that's fun. Like, oh, uh, Batman, the Batman comes out. No post credit scenes. Or uh, Spider-Man, No Way From Home. Yes, but... I and mean, there's no spoilers involved. So it's not like he's ruining anything for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is going in and letting the people know if they need to leave the theaters uh, before or right before the credits start, right after the credits start, whatever whatever the move is. He's letting them know. And I I mean, that's, a, that's kind of a genius idea. He's doing the Lord's work here. He's yeah, his name's Colin... And his Twitter handle is at Duck is God. I know. I, that's not a typo. That's his real Oh, it's like Twitter. Long Island Ducks? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. I like okay. that, though. Duck is God. That's some surreal, some surreal stuff. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Yeah, uh, we you know we like your stuff, so we hope you like ours. Hope you like ours, and Brandon. That brings us to the end of our show. Let the people know where they can find you on the internet, and we can get them out of here. Uh, what I need a new pitch on my name, but uh, my name is currently <laughs> at Brando Grosso or Only Sam's. I'll just uh, take yours. Okay, um, good, where can they find you that, that well, isn't Only Sam? They can find me at NL Feast Sam on Twitter. Make sure to check the podcast out on Twitter as well. Like we said, we do Twitter questions every week that you can become a part of at NL Feast. Shoot us an email, nlfeastpod at gmail.com. We'll be happy to answer any and all questions that you can't get to us on Twitter about. I'll figure out the password to that email address this week, Brandon. I promise I will. I um, believe you. You got to believe me. Leave five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, and we'll also read those on the show. We'll do literally anything to get your words on this show. Check out our uh, check out our network, Sports Drink Network. It's uh, at Sports Drink without the vowels. Uh, what else am I missing, Brandon? Check out my band, Ugly Twin. Check out uh, mm-hmm. check out Brandon's uh, maybe had COVID. Who knows? I don't know what else to plug. I think you were about to say the pilot. I was about to say this man hasn't even watched it. <laughs> no, we're not doing that again. Uh, but I think that's it, Brandon. Is there anything else we need to get to before we get out of here? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.